The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. If you've been tuning in for a while, then you know that I have absolutely loved serving as your host on the show. Doing so almost absolutely forces me into the role of a talent scout. So I find myself constantly on the lookout for people with an interesting story to share or perspective to lend that who I think you may appreciate. And that's exactly how I met this week's guests, Jacob and Lindsay Sloan. They founded On Rotation, which is a craft beer laboratory, brewery, and tap room here in Lakewood, which is a neighborhood here in East Dallas in Texas. So how it went down is I was out for dinner with my husband and neighbor a few weeks ago, and we got the idea to grab a beer and at the end of the evening in this new, new neighborhood tap room. We sat at the bar and talked with the staff and also got to meet Jacob that evening. So when I heard the staff talking about their passion for the beer and then got a chance to meet Jacob and hear a little bit from him about his interest in beer, I knew I wanted to have him on the show. So Jacob and Lindsay Sloan, welcome to the show. Thanks Thank for having you. us. I have several questions I want to get us through here because I really would like to get to know you as people and also how you got into this crazy, wonderful business. Um, fair, full disclosure here, I love beer, so I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Um, but before we get into your, the actual business of brewing beer, let's talk about you two first. So you've been married for how long and how did you meet each other? Those kind of fun details. Well, let's quiz Jacob. How long have we been <laughs> There's that. Three three years we've been married. We've right. uh, actually known each other since uh, middle school, though. So we started dating in high school and have uh, dated since then, got married, you know, a couple years after college. Um, so we've known each other, been best friends for quite some time, and uh, that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. Both had a love of craft beer, and it, it grew from there. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? Yeah, no, I think uh, we basically started by loving craft beer and then we decided we wanted to try and learn how to make craft beer and then it just kind of evolved from there. But yeah, high school high school sweethearts from same hometown so have known each other forever. Our parents know each other. It's, you know, it's, it's a great little yeah. little fa- family. Yeah. We and which hometown are we talking about? Here in Texas someplace? Where? Yeah, yeah Garland. Right. Right. Okay, okay, right around the corner. A little farther than East Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well also to a little bit more background here, I'd love to understand what your educational and professional history is. I know that you both are also working full-time jobs as well, but um, and I don't know if you went to college or if you have mm-hmm. education, but tell us about your educational and professional background before we get into your actual current business. Yeah, um, so I guess I'll start. Um, 
went to the University of Texas, uh, have a master's in accounting and a uh, business honors degree as well. So got that uh, and then went to work at EY, Ernst & Young. Okay. And so I was an auditor, um, uh, accounting background, and then had recently in the last three years transitioned into diligence. So transactions, mergers, acquisitions, um, and do financial diligence there. So have that operations business background of the two of us. Okay, you know. so you're still working in that in that capacity. I, I am, yeah. And and real quick, because I know you do, I do, I know you are working at this full time. Mm-hmm. What do you like about the work you're doing now at ENY in the accounting space? Um, every day is different. So with mergers and acquisitions, it's, nothing's the same. So you know, every oh. day is a challenge. Everything's new. It's always a different business. It's always a different, you know, transaction. So I have yet to get bored. Um, and so I like that about my job. I think that that kind of leads me to continue on it. And it's always challenging. I work with great, great, smart people. And so I think that that's just something that, you know, I can't pass up, can't find everywhere. Right. So. Well, the other cool thing about that from my vantage point, Lindsay, is what a great learning ground for you, you too, as mm-hmm. a businesswoman to be able to really get a, an idea of how other businesses are combining, integrating. That's brilliant. Great, mm-hmm. great experience. Yeah. I, it was my little, uh, tidbit that I brought to us doing this so mm-hmm. it's a it's a nice background it has helped us do what we do and I still get to do that on the you know during the daytime so it's it's a good combination awesome yeah. mm-hmm. what about yeah. you Jacob so I uh, I went to the University of Texas as well I started as a computer science major so I was actually a pretty technical background person uh, and I guess about halfway through college uh, I was a double major but I'd sort of realized that the communication side of things is really what I enjoyed. Like I understood the technical background, but I really wanted to do more with uh, the communication field and kind of building web technologies and those kinds of things. So I transitioned into being a PR major. So I actually graduated Hmm. with a public relations and journalism degree. Uh, Went into marketing, worked for um, a video game company down in Austin for about a year uh, in their marketing department. Then I worked for the Dallas Morning News for a short time. And then now I actually work for a small uh, web agency uh, up in Richardson called WIC, uh, and we do a lot of work in the social media space uh, and web technology, uh, basically just going into companies that need a little help with everything and uh, building up their brand, helping them flesh out a strategy, helping them sort of train up their staff and roll out everything uh, so that they can kind of enter into this space that's now become the way we all communicate online. So. Okay, this is making a whole lot more sense. You know why, right? I'm like, I love the tweets you sent out today for the show. I absolutely love them. Now I realize it's probably second nature to you. And yeah. also, when I went on your, I did go on your website and I did mm-hmm. register as a as a as a friend and, and wanted to receive your information. I thought, how smart that is! How what a smart way to set it up. Now I understand why. Yeah, yeah, I kind of got a head start on people. So, <laughs> and and what do you like about the work you do day? Uh, I really just enjoy uh, kind of helping people learn uh, and understand the space. I also really enjoy storytelling. That was always something I was really passionate about. Uh, so going into a brand and helping them sort of find that story they have to tell, even in brands that don't really have a natural story flow or some charismatic leader, um, that's always fun for me. I really like sort of scouting that out and finding it, helping it, explain to them why they have a story to tell and then, and then get to put it out there for people to actually read and enjoy and watch. Oh, well, you know, that cues us up beautifully, right? <laughs> right? We got to hear the story as yeah. how you got yourself into this here. So I, I believe if I have this right, that you've been in your business for six years. Is that right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we want to hear the story of how it came to be. Oh, in, uh, in on rotation? or uh, On rotation, yes. Okay. So we have basically, 
been very interested in craft beer ever since I guess we sort of graduated from college. Even in college, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so even in college sort of became like... We were a little bit more the pioneers that um, of our, you know, friends and stuff that would say, hey, let's let's go grab a more craft beer or a craft, co- you know, like that yeah, type of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think it started then. Yeah. And, then and Lindsay was always really a foodie, so that always played a part too, like trying different meals, flavors, new restaurants, things like that. Uh, so... She bought me, I guess it was my birthday one year, uh, a beer-making kit from uh, Cooper's, which is an Australian-based company. And uh, we probably had it sitting in the corner (laughs) of a living room for a very long time before I really thought to put it to use. Uh, Lindsay was always kind of bugging me, like, when are we going to actually use that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. So uh, we finally broke it out and made it. Uh, We had our haphazard, you know, problems making it the first time. But uh, at the end of the day, we bottled it and, like, shared it with some of our friends, and everybody was telling us it was really good. And, of course, we didn't really have a hand in designing the recipe on that one or anything like that. It was just sort of the one that came with the kit. But after doing that, we sort of developed a really keen interest in it, and we went out and found another kit, and then we started having like another idea uh, for what to do with beer, and then we finally stepped into kind of a new realm of of home brewing, which is all grain, which is where you're like building the recipe, you're putting every ingredient in, you know, you're turning it from grain into uh, beer at the end of the day. Um, so that was really where we yeah. sort of exploded into it and really got uh, very interested and started yeah, buying equipment the, and things the, like that. The beer brewing part of it came very quickly. So as soon yeah. as we started as a hobby, it just, I mean, it became very quickly, I guess you could call it an obsession. We were buying all the books. We were, yeah. you know, learning everything we could. It just, you know, you could never get enough knowledge about it. And so I think that's something where, you know, as soon as there's something that you're that passionate about that you just can't learn enough about mm-hmm. um it's it's a very easy easy to turn that into something yeah. else um, yeah. and so that was that's kind of where it started we could not brew every you know every weekend every chance we got we we made sure to um build up recipes and start thinking of new and creative things to do and and that's kind of where we started and we realized that both of us had a knack for something in a business sense and it it kind of just fit and yeah. i had the the kind of financial background and he has the marketing social media background and we both loved brew, brewing and we both loved craft beer and so it just kind of came from there and then you know the market has taken off yeah. uh, outrageously so it was kind of an easy it sounds like an easy fit um <laughs> you know it's still yeah. a scary thing to yeah. get into but uh i always say we decided to start the business when we had a room of our house basically overflowing with homebrew equipment and <laughs> beer somebody and, take this off yeah, our hands yeah. a fridge full of bottles that we were giving away to friends and things like that and yeah. we, we thought we should probably do something rather than take over our house with this hobby so yeah so what i there's a couple of things that i heard that from that that i think are absolutely brilliant one is that you said you know when you feel like you just you can't learn enough about something you're so obsessed you're so passionate about it that maybe there's something there i think that is gorgeous great for our listeners who are out there going you know i would like to find something that i could really that could really turn me on that i'd like to be able to turn into actual work that is such a great idea is you know if you can't get enough of it if you can't learn enough maybe that's an, an indication and then the other thing that you said is the fit piece. What I've mm-hmm. learned from being a media work researcher is that people do talk about how work just kind of seems to fit them and suits them. And that's when they're, are, they're often happy, very, very happy. Also, it's a, another way to do it is that people are expressing themselves through their work. But the fit piece is the, is the start piece. And that is amazing what you just narrated there. So <laughs> um, the other thing that I will tell you is that I moved down here from, from Seattle 13 years ago. And I was 
we don't have the same scene here beer wise sure. as we mm-hmm. as we do now. In fact, I, I'd come down. It's it's microbrew mania up there, mm-hmm. and I was I loved all of that, and I just assumed that every place was like that. So when I came down here and I ordered my very first meal at a Mexican place, and I asked what kind of beer they had, they said they had Bud Bud Light Coors Coors Light, and I said, Oh, <laughs> what's in the can or a bottle? And they said Bud Bud Light Coors Coors Light. I went, Oh my gosh, I'm going back to Seattle. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I'm thrilled to have you right around the corner. Yeah. Um, and so you opened up when? Uh, we opened late January this year, actually. Okay. Yeah. So, it's so a little it's over still, three months in at this point. Yeah, we've. it was a uh, year-long process mm-hmm. since we like actually signed a lease and got everything moving. So long time coming um, since we announced and said we were coming out there. But... Um, yeah, three months total as far as open open the doors and have people in our in our space. Yeah. So it's been it's been a whirlwind so far. <laughs> I'm glad I get to be one of the first, not the first, but one of the first. Um, it's it's terrific for me to for us because we we love of course the Connie Russell next door, next mm-hmm. door. Having you with the beer is fantastic. You literally we could walk home, which is the idea, right? If we need mm-hmm. to walk home, we can do it. Right. <laughs> not really. <laughs> can I know? Yeah. Right. Drive safe. safe right. Yeah. Um, so. For you to take that next step, though, to actually, it's one thing, though, to start, you know, maybe selling this to other people and such, but taking it to that business level, I think it's incredible what you narrated about both of your professional pasts, but that's a really big leap. Was it? What was it like to make that decision to say, all right, let's do this, let's open this thing? Hmm. I think it was uh, pretty nerve-wracking. We actually, uh, <laughs> we'd, we'd shared beer with friends and things like that, um, and we gotten a lot of good feedback from that, but I think what really pushed us over the edge was we uh, we did a homebrew festival slash competition that's here locally mm. called Brew Riot uh, okay. last year, and that was really kind of one of the first times we had complete strangers come up and, and try our beers, and that was kind of eye-opening, I think, for us to hear people's immediate feedback and see how positive people were about it, mm-hmm. and I think that gave us a lot of confidence to be able to say, okay, if we if we go out there and say we're going to bring these beers forward and, and kind of put these out for the public, I think people will be excited about it. I think also, me and Jacob have both always been a little bit more entrepreneurial in nature. So yes, we both like our day jobs and I love doing what I do, but I obviously, I, you know, went towards the mergers and acquisitions startup type of environment in a big firm. And Jacob, you know, went straight to a small, an agency that kind of Mm -hmm. uses their small startup capabilities. So we both kind of like that entrepreneurial spirit Mm. and just really liked the idea of saying, okay, well, let's do that for ourselves and let's take what we love and turn it into a business using that background and that entrepreneurial drive. So, I mean, I, I think that it wouldn't have been, I think that it was always an idea in the back of our head and it wouldn't have gone as far as it did if we both hadn't always wanted to have our own mm-hmm. business. Okay, so I did want to ask you if you could ever have imagined yourself as an entrepreneur. So I thought maybe this just happened accidentally because of your interest, but it sounds like you did have this in the back of your head. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, we'd always kind of dabbled in our work lives and hobbies and, and finding <laughs> things like that. I mean, entrepreneurship and startups has always been an interest of mine. Um, you know, starting in computer science, I had a ton of friends that moved straight over to California and all pick their favorite startup to work for, basically, of the of the ones that were out there. Uh, so it's it's always been kind of something I followed. That kind of is a whole different realm than starting a, a, a brewery here in Dallas, but still that kind of gave us... I think a little bit of background and a little bit of an interest in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we just both kind of had that idea in the back of our head. I wouldn't have said 
I'm an entrepreneur in any shape, way, shape, or form. <laughs> I mean, I worked. I work for a big public firm right. with very much, a con, you know, very conservative job, and so I would have never said, "Oh, we're entrepreneurs, and this is going to be our, you know, trajectory in life." But I mean, in the back of our heads, it was always there. Yeah, and I think the the timing felt right. Uh, I mean, we were both at places in our careers where we felt like we could take on doing something like this. Um, Lindsay's dad had just retired, so he was more than willing to basically help us and be kind of a, a, a day job worker for us on yeah. that. So uh, anyway, all that kind of came together and made it where if we were going to do it, now is the time. Yeah, might as well jump in, right? <laughs> well, I really admire that and wish I would have done that. I mean, I, I co-founded a business in 2006 right before the big recession, which was dependent upon people getting hired. <laughs> The rest, of course, is history, shall we say. But I also wish that I would have kept the great, fantastic day job that I had. I quit it because I thought, oh, I should, I've got to put all myself into this. And in, in mm-hmm. retrospect, what I should have done is just exactly what you two did. So smart of you. So, so insightful. And it must be a lot of uh, in a day, but which I want to get to later on. But I, I really applaud how smart that was. And then the other thing I want to ask you, Jacob, is, you know, opening this thing in, in January, did you do a lot of marketing? How did you let people know that you were going to open this place up? Yeah, we uh, we kind of, from Brew Right On, had uh, a campaign built out uh, where we were basically, you know, pointing people to our Facebook, to our Twitter, sort of building up each of those profiles. Um, we kind of tried to keep everyone involved in the journey as we found a location and as we found, uh, like, equipment, uh, all those little parts of the business um, especially with the beer business, you know, you get your licenses and that's a big announcement. So there's a lot of announcements to put out there and, and news to share and people get excited about those things. Um, and really, it, it's not a necessarily something where you have to go beg people to come follow your business. There's a lot of, of groups out there and organizations that are out there promoting uh, the local breweries as they build up. Um, they're looking through the TABC approvals just like we are and hitting refresh over and over every day. And they share a lot of information uh, in those groups before you're even able to announce it. Uh, so it was it was kind of one of those things where we just gave people a little transparency and a little look into what we were doing and how we were growing the business and what they should start getting excited about. And people were really involved in that process. I think that is brilliant. So you enrolled them in your journey, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So you let them come along with you on your ride. I think that is absolutely brilliant. Um, and so I, I can well imagine when we've gone in there, it just it feels very lively. It feels like these are your friends and these are people who know you and everybody knows Jacob and Lindsay. And, <laughs> and now I know why. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. um, um, I think that is really remarkable and what a smart thing to do. And is that just something that you got from PR? Did it come naturally to you? or? Yeah, I think uh, kind of a combination of uh, PR background, working in social media, kind of following that early startup scene. I mean, from early on, um, in all, all our marketing stuff, we were very personal. Uh, people knew it was Jacob and Lindsay behind it. It wasn't like faceless organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that made a difference. Okay, awesome. Well, I think it's brilliant. I want to applaud that. I hope our listeners get something out of that too. It is time for our first short break here. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Jacob and Lindsay Sloan of On Rotation, which is a craft beer laboratory, brewery, and tap room here in Dallas. They've been sharing their experience of how they got into the business. After the break, I want to hear more about some of the challenges that you've run into being business owners. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. If you're just tuning in, we're here with Jacob and Lindsay Sloan of On Rotation, which is a craft beer laboratory, brewery, and tap room here in Dallas, Texas. It's actually in the Lakewood neighborhood. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. Before the break, we were talking about how it is they got into the business and how they lend their current day jobs to what it is that they do to build their business. Now what I want to hear is maybe some of the surprises or challenges that you've had along the way in the short time you've been in business. Sure. You want to uh, yeah, well, I think, uh, I mean, right away, one of, the, one of the big challenges we encountered was just finding the time to do the work that needed to be done to get this business going. Uh, while still keeping our day jobs and still sort of having weddings and things like that that our friends wanted us all to go to. Um, so we, we found uh, after, you know, several, several weeks of getting everything going, we found sort of a, a schedule that worked. And then once we were actually open as a business, it was finding the time to work with everybody else that wants to work during the day on these sorts of things, like stocking uh, different beers other than our own. Uh, kind of requires working with a lot of salesmen and things like that. And they want to come by during the day. They don't really understand when you're not around. Uh, when you want when to talk you say, by, I have a day job. Right. Yeah. What? Right. 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 It isn't really a big email business. They, yeah. want, they want to call. They want to talk. They want to meet in person. Uh, so finding the time to do that was uh, kind of interesting. Basically, it was a conversation with every single person that came into place about what we were doing and what our schedules were and once they sort of realized what was going on they've all been uh, very nice to kind of work in around our schedule so we have kind of standing meetings and we don't have we don't miss each other yeah um, I think the other pieces is that it's a kind of a new um, I a newer idea in the Dallas market it's 
this is a you know steadfast thing in Portland and Denver yeah. and other yeah, cities. Right. Um, and in Dallas, it was something that we were kind of taking and and trying to create and make sure that the Lakewood, the Dallas area understood. So, you know, framing that right and making sure that when people came in, they understood that and making sure that the messaging was that way and getting that all across to a group that maybe hadn't seen a place that serves other people's beers and theirs and makes their own and doesn't always put out the same beer of their own and it's always changing. That's right. it's a new message to this community. Mm-hmm. And so getting that yeah. out there and then showing that it's it's our our baby, yeah. you know, I mean, it's our... Yeah, we knew there'd be a lot of education, but it even surprised us how much we needed to do to really t- explain to people what these beers were and, and where they came from and, you know, whether they were local or from somewhere else in the U.S. and, and kind of why we would pick or choose them to be on our, our tap wall. Yeah, so that part's been interesting, and but it's been fun. I mean, I think both of us like to educate people on, on that, mm-hmm. and so it's it's been a nice, I guess... Uh, difficulty along yeah. the way. I don't mind explaining craft beer to people. <laughs> I, that's sure. not a hard thing to do for me. You know, like it's, yeah. it's hard for, to frame it correctly, but it's fun as well. So that's hard. And yeah, finding the time to do it all. I mean, that's always going to be a struggle, mm-hmm. but I mean, we've prioritized, we've kind of figured out how to, where to give and take. And, you know, our jobs are very understanding as well. And, you know, they understand that we're going to get everything done because we're both those driven type of people. So it's, it's give and takes on both businesses, day jobs, and, and doing all of it all at once, which sounds all easy to do, but not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine not so much. Now, what are the hours of operation? Uh, so we're 4 to 10 on Monday through Thursday. Okay. Uh, and then we're new, or sorry, 4 to midnight Fridays, noon to midnight Saturdays, and noon to 10 o'clock Sundays. Okay. So seven days a week. So we wow. definitely framed it around our schedule, though. I mean, there, there was mm-hmm. no way we were going to be able to be a, you know, noon to midnight every single day of the week while also keeping our day jobs. So mm-hmm. we obviously made sure. it work for us. Um, but, yeah, that that being said, those are hours. The beer distributors still call Jacob every yeah. five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've yet to actually reach the guy live when I call him. I don't know why. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes it hard to answer the phone depending on yeah. what, what do, I'm doing. Do I want to answer this? Day I don't job. think so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I'm at work, it's all meetings all the time these days. So, right, yeah. right. I, I think it's amazing, and I, I do want to learn a little bit about how it is you juggle that. But before we get into that, um, I want to know what you love about the business. I know you love the beer. You like the teaching. Mm-hmm. And I will say one of the things I loved about coming in, and I love this when people can do this, is when I sit down and say, this is what I like to drink. I want the big hoppy IPA. What do you recommend? And I love it when they can go, oh, you want this. Mm-hmm. Right? I love that aspect of it for, as a consumer. So mm-hmm. what else do you love about running this business? I think we really love that part, uh, frankly. like We love when people sort of ask what beer they should try, and mm-hmm. we can sort of point them to something, and they really enjoy it uh, and you know talk to us about that beer. Uh, personally, I I kind of work uh, in getting the menu built out every week, and so writing up those descriptions for each of the beers and trying to explain what I would say to someone to describe that beer is always kind of a fun part for me. Yeah. Uh, and then watching people read those descriptions and like chuckle and laugh or something like that, <laughs> I always enjoy secretly because uh, <laughs> people don't realize that I write them most of the time when they're talking to me. Yeah. Um, so that's always fun. I mean, yeah. I think. Uh, I think. I mean, I, yeah, and I think we we like brewing. We like putting something that we made on the board. So it's mm-hmm. not only do we like the interactions, but then being able to say, I not only 
have this place that people come and can enjoy and have a neighbor, you know, neighborhood establishment. But also I put that beer on that board and people like it. And so it's not, yeah. you know, it's the, that ownership of that as well, of having an yeah. actual product out there yeah. and, and being able to give that to people and, you know, and have being, people enjoy it. Being really small batch, I mean, every beer we ser- that we put out there, we get to watch every single person enjoy it and talk to them about it and everything. Um, and that's kind of a selfish part of the process that we enjoy, that we just get to see every aspect of that. But it's fun. It's yeah. fun to be able to, to be every part of that process and never miss a chance where someone yeah. tries that beer. Yeah, and I think, I mean, but the education thing is, is, I don't think we would have done a tap room had it not been for wanting to spread our passion to other people and make Mm -hmm. that something that we could easily convey. I mean, if you're, you know, there's tons of great breweries around here, but you might see them on a tap wall and not really understand them. We make sure that you come in our house, into our house, into (laughs) our place, your home. Yeah, (laughs) and we make you, we help you understand our beer and understand our passion. And so it's it's that one-on-one connection as well as getting to, out our product and Mm -hmm. kind of showcase it well let's talk about that for just a second one thing that maybe we should queue up for our listeners i know that i had to do a little bit of search on this is um what it what makes it a nano brewery is it the size of the batch what is it that makes it a nano brewery yeah i mean it's not really an official term it's basically one that gets thrown out kind of almost like a slang term uh in the industry but it basically just means a very very small batch brewery where our larger system is a is a three barrel system which is basically like six of those big kegs you'd be used to seeing okay uh, when you talk about a keg most people imagine that size um and our our brew house right now is actually our pilot system so we're actually doing 15 gallon batches at a time yeah and i mean if so to put that in perspective you know even the micro breweries in the area are usually more like 10 20 30 gallon or 30 barrel systems so so usually you know three barrel is is their their test batch system Mm -hmm. and so that's what we're so we're the smallest of small and um so nano brewery is just kind of the coin term for very very small microbrewery right um so yeah we're we wanted it to be small batch we want to be able to showcase a lot of different styles a lot of different flavors and that's kind of how we always liked building recipes was tons of different varieties and all over the board and and given having a small system like that helps us do that so so what happens if you hit a gold mine on one of these things? You're like, oh my gosh, people love this beer. We got to keep making it. What are you going to do? What's what's the plan? I think that's like tab three on the business spreadsheet. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're, okay. we're, we're not quite there, but okay. uh, but we do. Uh, the goal is always to find that beer that really takes off and that people really enjoy. And uh, I think we have some early winners that we really think are going to turn into something great. Uh, and we're going to keep brewing those and putting them out there. Um, but we do kind of have some expansion plans. We have a little bit of room in our space now uh, where we could get some additional tanks and that would help us sort of keep that one around longer. Um, but basically, we just have to brew more often. Yeah. More often and there was definitely a back of the head hopeful expansion, you know, possibility. But for now, we're going to take it one step at a time and <laughs> see see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things I jokingly put in the list of questions I wanted to ask you is, do you need any testers, any tasters? <laughs> <laughs> Quality I'm control sure, is not I, hard to come I, by. I was say, I'm <laughs> sure you have an abundance of people that are willing and able to help you with that. And, uh, the, uh, yeah, the beer community doesn't mind being the uh, quality yeah. control. Yeah, they, they're very good at that. I like it. Let me have another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to test this one, too. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm actually through the test process. 
give me another yeah, one. Right, right. Um, well, let's talk about the actual process of making beer. What is it about the process? And I've never made beer, by the way. I think I'm a pretty good consumer, but I've never made it. Mm-hmm. What about the process do you like? I think uh, really it's... It, we get inspired a lot of the times by things outside of beer. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's a food, it's a dish we have, it's a, it's a cocktail someone's serving at a restaurant that we try a flavor of. Um, it's, it's almost anything. And, and we get this idea in our head, like, what would that taste like in a beer? And what mm, beer style would work like that? Yeah. Um, and then that sort of plants the seed. And we have a lot of those that we just jot down on napkins and stuff like that and, yeah. and throw in the idea pile. Uh, but it's always fun to take that and basically try and turn it into a beer um, and build it up from, you know, the base four ingredients of, of grain, water, yeast, and hops. And then what other little additions can we throw in there? What does it need to get these flavors? How do these flavors work in cooking? I mean, Lindsay, being a foodie and also uh, kind of having a passion for cooking, uh, we always kind of get into this, you know, how would this work yeah. in a dish and all that. Uh, and those conversations are always fun for us. And so I guess... Uh, that's kind of what our passion for recipe development. Yeah, brewing is about. a lot like cooking. Um, it's you mm. know, it's taking, it's creating a recipe and knowing how the different flavors are going to meld together and how you can create the you know perfect balance of something, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was it was great to do it on this scale because it's a little different. You know, it's not just a recipe where you say I'm going to take some chicken. You know, um, but it's it's fun to kind of sit there and think through, okay, how can I take grain and the different roastings of grain and create a coffee stout and make it a different coffee, a black coffee stout rather than your regular old milk coffee stout. And then we have like a jalapeno saison. Well, how do we get the jalapeno flavor into a beer? You know, mm-hmm. things that... How, how do you? I've been wondering about My husband <laughs> loves the jalapeno thing. Oh, I see. You're not going to tell me. I see. You do value my life, so don't tell me. No, no, no. no. Uh, it's a, it's a, it takes a lot of jalapenos and a lot of test batches. Is yeah. Really what it's it is gonna, but yeah, no, I mean, the actual brewing part is a lot, is 80% cleaning. So there's mm. a reason I have him involved. No. <laughs> <laughs> now you know why you're around. Jay. Right, right. I have a passion for the sanitation process. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then 20% is, I mean, it's, you make oatmeal out of grain and water. That's sugary water. Then you add all the other ingredients and then you add yeast. And that's all, all that, the base of it is a, not that hard of a process Mm -hmm. it's then taking that and making it your own which is the fun part yeah a lot of it is about just timing of when to add things and at what stage Mm. in the process to add them and what flavors come through when you add them in those different ways Uh, and kind of it takes a few batches to explore that and we always kind of enjoy the, the test batching process yeah so like we said i mean we'll get you know we'll have a a cucumber margarita or something that I had once and I was like a cucumber blonde would be really good you know like we take all these other things and turn them into beer which I think is is kind of what we love doing mm-hmm. making it different well give us an example if you if you can uh of one maybe where you had it you had this great idea and you, you actually saw it through to completion you give us several different kinds of examples here about the different tastes and flavors and such but mm-hmm. can you give us an example of where you had an idea and you actually saw it through to completion. It came out the other end as a beer. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I think Cucumber Blonde is a good example of that. Yeah. Um, that was think, one where we, yeah. I think that that one was, um, okay, you go to a spa and you get, you know, cucumber <laughs> right. infused water. Right. Or, you know, like water waters. Um, and I was sitting at somewhere and they had the cucumber water. And I was sitting there on a hot day drinking it. And I was like, you know what would be great if <laughs> This was 
a beer. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, let's make this a little alcohol. And I was like, I mean, it can't be that hard. You infuse, you know, cucumbers into water. Mm-hmm. Let's just turn that into beer. Um, and so we had a couple test batches uh, down the down the pipeline. We realized, okay, we can add them here. We can add them there. And it brings in different flavors of the cucumber. Because cucumber cooked is a very different yeah. vegetable than cucumber raw. Um so, yeah, I mean, that one was one that very quickly went from, okay, cucumber water or this cucumber margarita I've had. Well, why can't that be a beer? Like, why can't we turn that into a cucumber beer that you could have out in this, on the, by the pool, same as you would cucumber water? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. that's the idea. I yeah. Mean, you know, no. we just tooled up a, a blonde recipe that we sort of thought, thought would complement it well and, and mm-hmm. put it all together. And how long does it actually take to actually make the beer? What's what's the period of time we're talking about here? So on our process right now, it's a uh, it's you know maybe a five hour process to actually brew the beer uh, and get it into fermentation. It ferments for about two weeks, uh, and then we usually carbonate it for about a week. Uh, so it's about a three week turnaround before we have a beer ready to serve that we put together. Um, and recipe development wise, I mean, that could be months. We put some together in an afternoon. We put some together over like a period of, of a year. Uh, I've got a couple that I'm still playing with that we haven't even put out yet. That'll probably be another year in development before <laughs> they ever see the board uh, at our place. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all kind of varies depending on how complex the flavors are you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. So not too bad. Three weeks. Three weeks. That sounds good. <laughs> I, I don't know what I expected, but that's not it but that's fantastic but the recipe development itself I mean it sounds like it's kind of all over the board you might get an inspiration some does somebody ever come in and say gosh can you make me this kind of beer this is what I love I love this flavor oh, yeah. what could you do really yeah. yeah especially now uh we've got a lot of people that are like you know you should really brew this beer that's my you know especially well, people have their favorites that don't make it to Texas you know they want someone to kind of take on those recipes and things like that um and we've had yeah we've got a lot in the suggestion box for yeah. some people like that um It'll just depend on, you know, what we jump on next. We try and make sure the beers we're going to brew are going to be seasonal and they're, and they're going to fit with the weather in Texas. Yeah, uh, I think I yeah. think people get that we're always out there for a kooky idea and making it <laughs> yeah. into something. So I think they're very quick to say, what about? Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Well, along those lines then, because you do, I know you also rotate various kinds of, of beers, and I know we've mm-hmm. only got a couple minutes before we have to go into our, our last break here, but if you could, tell us how is it? How do you choose which beers to add to your rotation? How yeah. do they make the cut? Um, so a lot of it is just our favorite beers, uh, you know, ones we've tried. Uh, me and Lindsay have both had a lot of beers from all over, and we've taken vacations and tried a bunch of beers from all over, so it's always that. Uh, and then other than that, it's always keeping it balanced. We want to make sure if you come in and you like stouts, no matter what the season, we have something for you. Uh, you know, if you like lighter beers, we have one of those. It's just kind of making sure we kind of don't, we don't skew too much in any one direction with our mix. We want everyone to be able to come in and say, I like X, what do you have? And mm-hmm. us be able to at least somehow mm-hmm. get you to something you like. Yeah, versus so, I can't help you. I, we don't have that. Yeah, we <laughs> right. only carry this stuff. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of. And then, you know, our first board ever was us just going through the beer list and saying, this is one of our favorite beers. Let's mm-hmm. put it on the board. And us having, you know, tasted quite a bit makes that an easier, easier thing to do. 
Okay. I want to hear a little bit more of that after the break, but it is time for our last break here. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Jacob and Lindsay Sloan of On Rotation, which is a craft beer laboratory, brewery, and tap room here in Dallas, Texas. After the break, I want to hear more about what you maybe have learned about people and their personalities and their interest in beer. Stay with us. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Want more positivity in your life? Are you ready to get healthy, happy, and energized? Join the Stella Donna Goddess Gals, Cynthia Bryan, and Heather Brittany for a power hour of stimulating, supportive conversation on Star Style. Be the star you are. A lineup of best-selling authors, celebrities, and experts. Join the effervescent mother-daughter dynamic duo in this upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio playground. Star Style. Be the star you are. Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Lend us your ears. It's power time. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to the show. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We're here with Jacob and Lindsay Sloan of On Rotation, which is a craft beer laboratory, brewery, and tap room here in Dallas, Texas. Before the break, I had them talking about what it is they love about recipe making, about actually brewing the beer, and that was really great. Gobs of fun. I learned all kinds of things about how to actually make beer. Not that I can actually do it now, but I, I learned something. Now I want to get into, if we can, to finish what we were saying about your your rotation. So you mentioned that you bring on different kinds of beers that you like, people ask about, you want to have a nice um, offering to be able to, to give to people. How long do you keep your beers on, on, on tap? So in general, we keep them until they run out. Uh, and that's usually okay. kind of the rule of thumb, barring a, a special event and yeah. things like that. Uh, the kegs stay on until they, well, they go. Well, I, I think the thing to say about that is we mm-hmm. buy a keg of it. Yeah. And we don't always put it back on. See how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, so it's it's on there and it's a one-time event every mm-hmm. time a beer mm-hmm. is tapped. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we go back to some, but uh, beer is never replaced with another keg of the same thing. Uh, so oh, it isn't? Always... You, n- you, don't have be- you don't have ones coming back that people absolutely love? No. Okay. No, we kind of just like to, to keep it rotating and changing and things like that. So when a beer runs out, you know, something else new comes on the board. And that's usually kind of an exciting process for the people that are there. Yeah. Um, we do like one special one night where we don't replace and we basically tell everybody what the lowest kegs are and those drop down on special so that usually gets it to where if there's like little there's two pours left in that keg uh, they they take care of it on that night and we can yeah. kind of tap a whole new list for the following weekend so yeah I mean everyone loves we actually change kegs during during the rush hour so mm. you know if someone um, if something empties you know, everyone's watching us wipe off the board and write the new new uh, beer and kind of going, well, what are you going to put on on that spot? What are you going to do next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that idea of every beer is a one time, you know, like this is the time you can get this beer. Um, it's kind of a fun way to, to play with it and also give everyone some variety in what they drink. Mm-hmm. You know, we like I said, you know, you come in and you say, I usually drink X. What do you got for me? Well, we like to be able to say, okay, well, if you usually drink that one specific beer, there are eight other beers that might actually be something you love just as much. And being mm-hmm. able to get people out of their comfort zone a little bit um, is fun as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why we kind of always rotate it, always keep mm-hmm. it moving. Mm-hmm. Well, it strikes me then that you really also are in the business of promoting other fellow brewers, mm-hmm. right? right? You're also Absolutely. helping them. Get get exposure and and connection. That's also fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's, it's a it's a community. Yeah, oh, the yeah. beer community is uh, yeah very tight knit. It was a fun one to come into from being from the business world. I always, you know, I'm used to competitive environments, right. and you come into this community and it's it's. Yeah. It's a family. Uh-huh. I mean, it's so new to Dallas and so, um, you know, still growing that everyone, and Texas in general, that everyone is family. Everyone wants it to be, mm-hmm. you know, growing at the same pace. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're in a very unique situation, though, because we do, we are brewers and we tap other people's beers. Um, you know, it's kind of this unique twist on a tap room that when I buy your beer, I mean, I'm a brewer as well. So, yeah. I mean, we must really want it on our board, sure. you know. We're both colleague and customer with these people. Mm. So, it's kind of an interesting relationship. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's really cool. Um, and how refreshing is that, by the way? <laughs> um, all right. Well, this next question I've been dying to ask you because I've thought a lot about this here. And let me cue up why I'm, I'm going to ask you the question. So, I grew up in the restaurant business in Oregon. And so, my, I was waiting tables for all of my high school years. And I learned something that whenever somebody would t- place a, a, their salad order and was going to order a steak, depending on what, what kind of dressing they put in that salad, I knew how they wanted their steak. So, for example, if they were going to have it well done, if they said they wanted um, um, a Thousand Island on their salad, they were going to order a well-done steak. That's how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. If it was going to be medium rare, it's probably going to be ranch. If they told me they wanted a rare steak, it's going to be French or blue cheese. Period. That's how it went. <laughs> so I, I want to find out is if you've been able to deduce anything about people's personalities and how they, what the kind of beer that they tend to like. You know, as I already told you, I love big, hoppy India Pale Ales, IPAs. That's what I love to drink. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I'm a bitter, sour, unhappy person? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, you said no. <laughs> oh, I see. Get I mean, therapy. All right. I mean, you can look at it a different way and say that, that IPAs, you know, they kind of cleanse your palate. They give you the ability to, like, try something new. So maybe you just like, you know, meeting different people and experiencing different experiences <laughs> like with a fresh Jacob. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. He's the one that's on his toes. Yeah. yeah. He's the PR I, guy. So. Yeah. I do think, uh, I mean, we have noticed certain customers, uh, 
I don't know if it necessarily corresponds to the beers they have, but there's so many different types of craft beer drinkers. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people will come in and they'll order a flight of six different things, and then they'll have you know a pint of the one they liked the best out of those. Some people come in and have three flights, and that's all they wanted. They just wanted to try you know small doses of all of them. Uh, some people want to talk to us the entire time they're drinking the beer. Some people will just take it and walk to the farthest table and in the place. Read the and, menu and just yeah, sit there and, and get into have it. Their own kind of I don't private know. That, moment. Yeah, I don't know that I've been able to pinpoint what people are going to order, which is it's that's a good thing because at the same time that means that there's all these people in Dallas that all like really different things. Yeah, and uh, that's always fun. So yeah, I, I don't think I've been able to pinpoint anyone. I yeah, know. I think it. I think it just really varies. I mean, some people surprise us. Like the biggest, burliest guy will come in and order the lightest, fruitiest beer on the board, mm, and yes. that's his flavor palette. He's like, I want that raspberry juice one. Yeah, you know, hook <laughs> <laughs> like, me up with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where and then the the we'll have a little you know a small petite woman come in and order the 13 percent barrel aged stout you know i mean yeah. it's it's all over the board and kind of fun to watch and kind of fun to see where people's palates lie yeah so yeah i wish we uh i wish we had that that kind of es uh wait yeah. ESP? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's really interesting. I mean, my husband is a great example. He is a, an accounting finance guy, too, works for mm-hmm. Deloitte. So. Okay. But uh, what's funny about him is that he is a dichotomy in the sense that um, he likes either country music or rap. Mm. <laughs> and when and for the longest time, he drank um, light beer, mm-hmm. and now he drinks IPAs with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's like this black and white thing that he's got going on, the one end of the extreme or the other. And I don't know if you see that at all in people, too, but it's fascinating. I mean, he doesn't drink light beer anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's funny. As soon as people get away from the lighter beers, they usually don't go back. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's a palate yeah. thing. Um, I mean, we I wipe out our taste buds, maybe. Right? Yeah, all, the, all those hops, <laughs> just like yeah. no. We definitely have noticed. I mean, some people they'll start with beers that I think were the, in their wheelhouse and approachable, and it's fun to see them come in time after time and sort of develop this palate and start trying a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some people that'll come in and they'll ask what's brand new, like what was mm-hmm. just tapped, and that's all they'll want to try. Yeah, mm-hmm. no matter uh, the style, they're like, I want whatever's new. Yeah. Just give it to me. Yeah. No. and I think mm-hmm. that's a that's a cool group of of people i mean we don't want to encourage people to just constantly chase the newest thing yeah uh, but at the same time like the fact that they want to try it they want to get out there it's always it's always good to see mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh See, you know, for me, I love the IPAs, but I can't do that stout, really brown, yeah. heavy stuff. Or multi, it's the multi stuff, I guess, I yeah. don't like. But mm-hmm. it, I mean, everyone's taste buds are different. And that's that's the other thing that I think we've been very cognizant of in the whole balance board and always putting everyone's styles up on the board is not everyone has the palate for an IPA mm-hmm. and not everyone has the palate for a stout. And just because you like that blonde doesn't mean you don't like craft beer um, and kind of getting everyone away from this kind of hoity-toity uh, view of craft beer mm-hmm. uh, kind of like that Bud Light commercial you know the yeah where everyone sniffs the beer and you right. know, it's like this like yeah hoity-toity environment no no it's a beer and it's it's fun and there's really cool things you can do with beer but everyone's got their own palate and everyone's you know got their own opinions mm. For sure. And some of us, strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> so any fun stories? Like maybe can you share a fun story maybe that you could think of? And you've been in business for a few months now, and, and you've been in the beer business for about six years, it sounds like. So any fun stories that you could maybe share with us as we come to our close? Do you have one? I don't know. Um, 
don't know. We've had a lot of uh, fun. So we put a window into the brewery uh, thinking people would want to watch us brew. And that's always an interesting experience. It feels like yeah. a zoo. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we, I am the animal like, in the zoo. We feel like we're the in a fish, fish tank yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we're floating in water back there. Because yeah. some people sit there and they'll just look and they'll point And you're like, oh, I wonder what they're pointing at. I'm just cleaning. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, this isn't really doing? that interesting. Um, um, so that's always lended itself to to some interesting stuff. And we've had a lot of interesting people come in and had a lot of conversations that, you know, you just never thought you'd have. There was one night we had uh, a guy bring in his ukulele and wow. start playing it wow. at the front of the bar. And before, like 30 minutes later, there's three guys singing, singing. at the front of the bar. <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, all strangers. And the entire uh, the entire bar area, yeah. the entire tap room is, is watching these guys play. Uh, so that kind of stuff happens all the time. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, everyone makes friends. It's all, it's a community. And so it's, it's things like that happen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know, I haven't, I have not pressed my nose against the glass. Yeah, <laughs> but I could. <laughs> Thank you. No, but now that you've said that, I might. It, it is, it is interesting to watch from the other side and go, what do you think they're thinking as they watch us through it? Being on the other side of it is always interesting. Yeah, well, that's actually pretty interesting. I hadn't thought about that perspective. One of the things I do like your, about your place is I do love all the windows. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's not a dark place. Yeah. It's got great light, and I love that aspect of it. We wanted it to be more coffee shop vibe. Coffee shop meets brewery. Yeah, really so. embrace the surroundings. Yeah, and say, hey, this is yeah very chill. Come read a book if you want. Be on your computer. Hang out with friends. But coffee shop meets brewery rather than dive bar. Mm -hmm. Make it a little bit more easy to... And that's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it feels like. So I guess mission accomplished. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, so one of the things I think about as I sit here and talk with you, too, is that I now remember after we spent this time talking about beer, and, and now I'm really thirsty, by the way, <laughs> is, um, you know, you're young professionals. And do, do you mind me asking how old you are, by the way? For sure. Uh, yeah. I'm 29. Yeah, and I Jacob? just turned 30 in January. Wow, so. okay. Okay, so now it's making a little more sense here because you people are pretty young, and I'm thinking about what it must take for you to manage this. I mean, you work seven days a week, it sounds mm -hmm. like. Yes. And you have full-time day jobs, and you're running this business. How do you do that? I mean, how do you keep yourself going every day and one foot after the other? How do you do it? What's your secret? It's a lot of uh, a lot planning of and scheduling. <laughs> a lot of coffee. There's a coffee, a lot of coffee. Okay. A lot of coffee for sure. But yeah. a, lot of, a lot of planning, I think, and scheduling and... Uh, you know, we really can't drop everything and, and go do things every once in a while. So we have to really think about what, what the priority is every night and every day when, yeah. we, when we go into the work. Or I mean, and we've, all, we've said before, I mean, it, we wouldn't be able to continue to do this if there wasn't some passion there, right? I mean, if there wasn't the drive to have our own business and to make everyone understand this craft beer thing and get our product out there, then... I don't think we would be able to, you know, work seven days a week and mm -hmm. a million hours and all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I think it is, the, it comes back to passion, priorities, and being able to kind of pull them all together. Yeah. I think so. Wow, that's gorgeous. Well, um, in just one, maybe less than a minute, if you could, because uh, we're almost out of time here, but I would love for you just to say if there's anything that you really have learned so far, anybody out there is contemplating doing something like this, can you pass on just one thing that, they, that you've learned that's really important to share with them? I, I think we didn't really realize how helpful the fellow brewers and community would be. Um, we took a little time before we really opened up and told everybody what we were doing. And I think if we'd done it sooner, we would have even found even more support uh, than we mm. expected. Yeah. So mm. using your using your network and actually using it ahead of time, right? And mm -hmm. being able to kind of leverage that and not feel like you've got to do it all yourself. Mm. There's tons of people that are going to help you along mm. the way. 
Hmm. Wow, what a fantastic way to finish. Uh, And I love that. So thank you very much, both of you, Jacob and Lindsay Sloan, for being on the show and sharing this journey with us. I think anybody who's listening to this right now probably has to go to the refrigerator right now (laughs) or go down the street to on rotation. Um, But a couple things I want to keep about what you said that I thought were really great. One is what you said about this whole notion, and you just brought it up, that that you're in this spirit of of colleagues and customers. And I love that, and that you learned that when you did. I mean, you think about it, it's supposed to be competitive, you know. Mm -hmm. I think that's a gorgeous thing for our customers or our listeners to be able to get as well. The other thing that you said that I think is great for them to hear, because people are out there searching for what they want. They, they're trying to find something they, they can really sink their teeth into that they, they, they just want to go for. And what you said about this thing of it, when you can't learn enough about it, maybe that's a sign. I think that's brilliant. So um, if you want to learn more about, about this business and, and Jacob and Lindsay, please do visit their website. It's wwwon rotation.com so again www.on-rotation.com got to get that dash in there else you don't get to the right place so it's been a great conversation doesn't need to end here though so if you're interested to talk more about beer as i am please do keep the conversation going on twitter at at cortez or facebook i've got Elise taylor cortez going there i would love to hear from my vantage point what is your favorite beer? What do you love about beer? What do you love about this conversation? So I've enjoyed being with you. Great to have my guests on this week. Um, hang in for next week as well. Another great guest coming on. Um, she'll be talking again about connecting purpose to livelihood and such. I think you'll like that as well. And remember, work is at least a third of our lives. So let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.